there, friend. We're so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know, whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Nalawai. And this is A World of Hopes. All right, Amy, uh, I'm pretty excited this week. It's time once again for another CineSpark. Uh, you know how much I enjoy these. It's always fun to revisit a, a film and just, uh, yeah, I, I love talking film, especially when we get to uh, center it around hope and positivity. <laughs> it's always a, a fun assignment to uh, to watch these things through, uh, through that lens. Indeed. And I feel like the movie for today it it's it was a different choice i don't know. honestly when you threw this recommendation my way it it was certainly one that uh i had not seen having watched it now i yeah it, it's a it's a different choice but i think uh it's a fun one honestly there there's a lot of fun to be had with it i feel yes and and that's why you know it it, it caught my eye I too was I was not familiar with the movie and stumbled upon it, and uh, yeah, I just felt like it was a really fun choice for for this episode of Cinespark. So, shall we jump into the movie we're looking at? Let's do it. All right, it is called "Hello, My Name Is Doris." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the title alone. It's a fun one, for it sure. It is fun. It, it does, like, draw your interest. And then, of course, when you see that uh, it stars Sally Field, uh, yeah, it, it got yes. my attention. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I guess uh, Hello, My Name is Doris apparently was released back in, I believe, 2015. And it's, you know, your typical, your not-so-typical, typical, typical rom-com. There you go, yeah. It's, you know, it's not too long. It's like an hour and a half. Just about the right amount of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's rated R, so not maybe something to watch with the kiddos around. Um, but uh, it's on Netflix right now. And definitely one of the things that caught my eye was Sally Fields in the lead role. And uh, her co-star being Max Greenfield, who... Um, played Schmidt in a uh, new girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. It was, I, I loved his character on that show. And during COVID, um, I, I started following him on, on the social medias and he and his uh, daughter would post the funniest videos. And so, <laughs> so when I saw that he was in this movie, I was like, okay, I have to watch this. <laughs> and I'm so glad that I did. <laughs> yeah, and to, and to be fair, like his character is pretty charming throughout the film. Like he he's definitely <laughs> he he's he exudes like uh you know just kind of this positive aura. You know, I, I kind of appreciate like how he he views life and, and people, and you know yes. wanting to to yes. get to know people and things like that. He, you can tell like he's not closed off, which which I think is cool. Yeah, no, it was a very interesting character. But before we dive in too deeply here, um, I will go ahead and read the synopsis as it is on Netflix. It says, an unassuming 60-year-old who takes a self-help seminar 
after her mother's death is inspired to be more open and pursue a decades younger coworker. Now, if that doesn't catch your attention and make you go, <laughs> hmm, I don't know what will. <laughs> right. Oh, it's it definitely uh, it's a, it's a fun, interesting premise <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yes, and I think it would you know it would be it is you have to call it a rom com because there there is that rom com element. Think, yeah, to it. I would I would say it fits into the rom com element. But I think I think the part that makes this movie such uh, an inspiration uh, and and hopeful and positive for me is um, Doris's character transition throughout the movie and and where she is at the beginning and where she is at the end and kind of the way that the movie ends actually in a spoiler alert you know we always have to say. Very true. If you've not seen the movie, yes. now might be a good time to check out, go watch yes. it, and then come back and enjoy the conversation. Because I'm going to talk about the end of the movie. So, <laughs> this Fair is your warning. warning. Yeah. <laughs> but what I think what, what I really do love the most about this movie, aside from the the characters and their personalities, was the way that the movie ended because you don't know where the romance element of the movie ended up going. It, it definitely left you questioning things and you, you kind yeah. of draw your own conclusions, which I do appreciate an ending like that one where, you know, you can kind of think it through yourself. It doesn't necessarily have to spell everything out for you. Mm-hmm. You're just left to wonder, what if, what if, what, what's yes. going on? Yes, yes, yes. Like, I don't feel that it needs that. Like, um, I yeah. was reading through some reviews and Liz Braun from the Toronto Sun uh, wrote this review. Uh, she she said, the best thing about Hello, My Name is Doris is that nothing gets resolved in the expected movie fashion. The story will make you laugh, no question, but it will also make you deeply uncomfortable. And we mean that in the best way. That's very and true. Very true. <laughs> it, there were so many moments that... Like there, there was even um, a point as I was watching in the middle of the movie where I, I felt very uncomfortable for Doris, and and I was like, oh no, like, are, what, are, where is this going? Like, I, I just my empathetic heart wanted to like sit down and talk with her. <laughs> like, I was just, I, I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I, this this poor this poor woman, and yeah. but but that was I feel like that was part of the experience of the movie, and then to get to the end. And realize all of that. I, I don't know. Did, she transitioned into such a different person by the end of the movie that I was like, "Go, Doris. It doesn't matter." Right, and that's that's what I liked about it because, yeah, just like you, I, I was kind of on that ride, emotional roller coaster with the characters. Well, and you know, there was plenty of moments where I was like, "Doris, what are you doing? No, Doris, no." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but it, that's what kind of connects you with her you know and then it's great to kind of see that journey and you take it with her you know and you mm-hmm. kind of like you're with her through her growing pains and even though she's yeah. a 60 something year old person you know clearly like she has a lot to learn and she's on this journey and we're like hand in hand with her and yeah we're we're feeling all the uncomfortable moments with her and all of the elation as well mm-hmm I think the most uncomfortable I was <laughs> was the moment that she decided uh, or her uh, her friend's daughter talked her into creating the fake Facebook oh, profile. Because yeah. I'm like, dude, 
Nowhere in the internet <laughs> history has making a fake Facebook profile worked for anyone. It just right. or, or ended well. Exactly. You know? like, exactly. It's, it's just never a never good idea. Never a good idea. No. Never a good idea. Uh, and oh. frankly, like uh, Max Greenfeld's character took it a little bit better than I would have when he found out that <laughs> she was basically the one that kind of broke up his relationship uh, with the uh, uh, character Brooklyn, which honestly, mm-hmm. like that was my only gripe of the film is I feel like poor Brooklyn kind of got screwed over <laughs> because, uh, yeah, she her relationship was kind of destroyed. And there was really no resolve for her, you know? So I, I was like a little like, oh, Brooklyn seems so nice. <laughs> like, I would have liked a little bit more resolve with that. She did. But then at the same time, a piece of me was like, she was, she, she jumped to conclusions awfully quickly without well, like, that's true. being willing to, he, like, she, the scene that they show that she made the very uncomfortable decision to come to his office, come to his work and have an argument about very it in front of his argument, coworkers. Yeah. That no, that was not cool. First of all, right. second of all, like, I feel like if the relationship was truly important to you, you would seek out, you would seek out the truth and at least like, listen to the other person's side of the story. No, she just like stormed off and got angry. <laughs> It was like, hmm. And that's true. There didn't really seem to be an attempt by her to reconcile the relationship at all. It was just kind of like, I'm out. But that's because the script said so. Well, okay, there you go. (laughs) But yeah, that was my one thing. I kind of wanted to see a little bit more of her relationship with Doris because I I felt Mm -hmm. that was interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's where, that was part of it too, where we were with Doris and how she was opening herself up to these people that she would have never interacted with before. And she was making new friends. Uh, So even though she was trying to be someone she was not initially, right? Trying to pretend to like all the things that Max Greenfeld's character liked. Through that, like, she actually gained uh, confidence and, and, you know, a a new circle of friends, kind of, kind of putting herself out there. Right. Well, because I think, I think you see, and you can assume just based on the way that they present, you know, how she's been living her life this entire time, you know, up until the point where her mother dies is, is, she hasn't been living her own life. Right. She's been, you know, it's, it was a very unhealthy codependent type of a situation where her happiness was dependent on making sure that her mom was kept happy. And that, that was like basically her identity was mm-hmm. just tied and, up on and, taking and, care and of her you, mom. And you sort of see, like you learn as the movie goes on, like why <laughs> a little bit, you understand more why she is the way that she is. Right. I do love those moments where, you know, she is, I, I feel like through, trying to like the things that that John liked and and like like going to the um uh, the baby goya and the the um, what, what's the, their name the nuclear winter which by concert. the way dude that was one of my favorite scenes when she went to the baby goya concert like, i loved yes. her outfit i mean she like uh, she embraced it 110 oh, so by the way it was even more perfect, like the scene before that when she showed up to dinner for at her brother's house in the outfit, yes. and they were just all like, "What's going on here?" Yes, <laughs> like, no, that was definitely one of the funny yeah, moments. It was and so then, cool. Um, but just watching her have the time of her life and have all of these random opportunities open up to her was kind of fun to see. And again, the the way that 
people that were so much younger than her. I, I believe they were portraying people half her age, right? Right. Wholeheartedly embraced her and her quirkiness. And you could see her kind of come outside of her anxiety and come outside of, of all of her, um, Ner- normal nervous energy that she <laughs> possesses and, and her issues or whatever kind of disappear. You know, she's just having fun with these people and they're accepting her without any requirements, you know, like just wholeheartedly ac- accepting her into their group and, and having a good time with her. And I loved that. Yeah. No, as did I, and you know, that's, that's kind of one of the, uh, the hopeful elements I took from it is, you know, there's a very, poignant scene at the towards the beginning of the film where uh john max greenfelk's character is having a lunch or, or dinner i can't remember now with the other people of the office and he just mm-hmm. asked like who's doris right. and basically all of them were like eh, she's just kind of the quiet shy old lady that mm-hmm. nobody really talks to she's been around forever we don't right. really know much else and then yeah. the one guy chimes in about how her mom had just died. And then you like feel that right. change. Right. Oh, you know? Right. That's such a, it's such a great moment with that scene. And then you juxtapose it towards the end of the film when she's leaving her job. And, they, and those same people are all gathered around her and they're very like sad to see her go. And, you know, they're wanting like mementos and things like that from mm-hmm. her. And, you know, yeah. The, just the energy is completely different because she's allowed herself to come out of the, the shell, her mm-hmm. shell, and get to know these people. And right. there's these relationships that were sitting right before her that she just didn't allow herself to accept. And and it's just great to see her in a position towards the end where she's just confident in herself. And, you know, it just exudes to the people around her. Like, they want to know her. Like, she's... Mm-hmm cool to them now because you know she she's authentic and she's being herself yeah Yeah. in terms of characters did you have a a favorite character i mean of course doris we all love doris uh but was there any other characters that stood out to you in the film this is like the the too too easy answer to say um that her therapist (laughs) okay um and, and her friends you know if if i had to look at the point in the movie where everything changed it was when she was finally ready to make a change right and she reached out she called her therapist and then in the next scene you see her therapist is there uh, elizabeth reese i always remember her she was one of the she was the colon mom from <laughs> from um twilight and she was also on Grey's anatomy anyways uh you see the therapist and then um her her friend um Roz, Yes. And, and, you know, her, her people, uh, you know, that her, that have her friends that she's had for the longest were there, like the people that she trusted the most to be in the midst of that mess with her, um, and to help her through that. That was probably my favorite. I had, I had complete issues with her, um, her sister-in-law, her brother's wife's character. Right, right. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, woman. You need to stop. Yeah, she she was a bit much. She was a bit yes. much. Yes, I mean it. I feel like I feel like that character represents the way that so many people in certain families are thinking and feeling. 
I feel like that's a realistic portrayal. You know, I, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. was just like, oh my, she was so pushy about everything. And I was like, dude, chill out. Right. Well, <laughs> especially when she brought it up, like, you need to sell the house because it's all of ours, you know? And yeah. I'm like, I was well, like, oh yeah, I, I, my goodness. Yeah. I, and that's, that's seriously like one of those things that I feel like it, it tears families apart. Well, you know, money will do that, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you brought up Roz. I, she was one of my favorite characters, too, outside of Doris. I loved their relationship mm-hmm. uh, because it was just so pure. And, you know, like there was that whole deal ordeal with Thanksgiving and how she, Roz, was <laughs> hurt that, you know, uh, Doris chose to go to John's John, yeah. uh, Friendsgiving thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was so mad at her. But the moment that Doris needed her, boom, she was right there. And then they right. had their own like Thanksgiving and, you know, Doris was even, I'm sorry I missed your angel. Hey, it's, it's you know, we're, we're doing it now. You know, we're doing mm-hmm. it now. And that's the kind of friendship, you know, that you just crave. Like someone who, yeah, you, you can be upset, but when the chips are down, you're always there. And, and I right. can appreciate that relationship. And yeah, Tyne Daly, she was just fun. She was just fun in the role. Like, I, I feel like the chemistry with uh, Sally Field was there. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was just a fun relationship. Yeah, I completely agree. And then their, their dynamic together um, just really reinforces the idea that like, you just gotta, when you find your people, Hold on to it. Hold on to <laughs> You know, yeah. like, because yeah. people like that, yeah, they're like the the one in a million friend that, you know, it's friend, I, when I first was watching, it took me a while to figure out that they weren't actually family. It, it, yeah, right. It felt like they were family. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, when you have that friend who feels like family, like that's, that's the friend that you want to have for life. And so it was yeah. really cool to see that represented in this movie and, um, I think one of the other things that I really appreciated about this movie was, you know, the, the the story, the story felt unique to me. It's not something that I've really seen before in a movie. Um, but also just the fact that it was a story focused on an older woman. That's not something that you normally see portrayed in Hollywood. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I enjoyed, I really enjoyed seeing that, um, a woman older having, you know, a real, <laughs> cause I feel like, I feel like Doris's story is so many other people's story that we don't ever really see. And so what I loved about actually seeing this movie the most and what I, I found the most inspiring was just the, reminder that it's never too late to change the course of your life yeah you just have to make one decision yeah (laughs) and everything can change and so that that was kind of the the most powerful message that stood out to me from this movie and between that and and just sort of the literal and (laughs) literal and physical letting go of things that doris had to do i loved how like her letting go of her pack rat tendencies and mm-hmm. and towards the end like the scene you were talking about when all of her friends and family are there helping her like get rid of all mm-hmm. of this stuff finally uh yeah I, I felt like it was a great visual representation of her to like letting go of her anxiety and letting go right. of all of these things that were holding her back and you know that towards the end there when she's just standing in like the empty room and it's like 
you, you just feel it with her, right? Like that she's so empowered in that moment and it, she's just a completely different person. And so I love mm-hmm. how that was just visually represented by, you know, her clearing out the house and everything. Uh, that, that was cool. Yeah, it was a, a great reminder, you know, let go of, we don't have to hold on to the things that are no longer serving us, you know, that, that when we finally can let go of things, um, that's when the next new thing can come into play. And that's kind of how I loved how that set up the end of the movie too, because it was just like opportunities are endless for Doris. You know, she, she could, she could go on and, and become a album cover model for, (laughs) for, for, for EDM groups, right? Like she's got it in now. The possibilities are endless, you know, and she's like fully, (laughs) confident out there ready to live like her best life and Mm -hmm. yeah it's just it goes back to what you were saying is that it's never too late to change the course of your life you know that if you're not happy with things well and that's the other thing too that i think this movie does a good job of is it's very easy to get stuck in a situation and just put your head down and like well okay but and before you know it like 20 30 years have gone by and you haven't lived your life like how you've wanted. And Mm -hmm. that's what I like about this film is that it doesn't tell you like, well, sucks to be you. Like, it's like, (laughs) no, if you're still breathing, there's still time to change things for the better. You just have to to get out there. And, And I also really like the idea of relationships. Doris is kind of the older person at the beginning of the film. You kind of get the sense of there's kind of this ageism going around. People sort of dismiss her because she's just, well, the old lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once they get to know her and, you know, it's like age is kind of a number. Like you can still have friendships with people and meaningful ones at that mm-hmm. and with people who are younger or older. And I, I think it's a, it's a great reminder to just open yourself up for these connections with people like it doesn't matter you know if someone's like twice your age or like you still could have something to learn from that person or just commonalities and have a great time i mean look at doris like going to the baby goya concert (laughs) completely out of her element initially but she became like the most popular person there like everybody just gushed over her yeah you, you never know. You just got to open yourself up to these things. So that, that's what I liked. Definitely. Good stuff. Before we, uh, we end the conversation, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention her uh, self-help guru that she went to. Like, <laughs> I'm possible. I'm possible. Yeah. <laughs> you're possible. impossible. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. And I loved how it it was basically satirizing, you know, all of these like self-help people. Mm -hmm. But there was a thing that I really liked, uh, you know, his whole little mantra there about there's seven days of the week, but someday isn't one of them. (laughs) That honestly, that resonated with me. I'm like, that's that's actually pretty good. (laughs) Like, that's a good way to look at things is like, because so often we're, we're all we're putting things off like, oh, you know, someday I want to do that. I want to do that. But, you know, if you have the mentality that there is no someday, like do, mm-hmm. do it now, you know, why, why hold off? If you can do it today, do it today, you know? Right. And uh, I, I think that's, that's a good mantra. I, I kind of liked it. I, even though I, I think it was supposed to be tongue in cheek, but I was like, I like it. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I like think it. A little bit was a little bit. That was part of the funny part, but I think the casting on that was spot on with Peter Gallagher. Oh, for sure. He, he played that role like oh, so perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, 
Yeah. Excellent. But I, I, I agree. You know, what, what he did have to say was there were some good nuggets there for sure. Hello, my name is Doris. It's definitely a fun watch, and I think there's a lot you can gain from it. You can currently find it on Netflix, so if you have a subscription, it's free to you. Check it out. All right, I think that about does it for this episode. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. And we would love to connect with you in between episodes on our Instagram. You can find us at AWOHopes. And don't forget to tag us in any stories of hope you find. Share your own experiences with hope and positivity. Um, slide into our DMs anytime you want. <laughs> uh, we would love to hear from you. We welcome it. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, don't forget to spread a little bit of hope in your corner of the world. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Take care. We'll talk with you soon. Bye. Hey there, friend. We're so... I sound like I had a chipmunk in my throat there or something. What was that? Um, sound like I hit puberty midway through the hello friend or something. Child's on junior high. <laughs>